Boys, ready? <laughs> Fusion! Ah! Yes, you're doing it! Stay with it! Whoa, it worked! <laughs> wow, feel that? What power? He's the one, all right. There's no doubt about it. It's fun fiction. Welcome to Fun Fiction, ladies and gentlemen, and you can take control of my mind and my body. But there's one thing Scotty Moore always keeps. His pride and fun fiction and vape. Vegeta would totally vape. Oh, Vegeta would absolutely vape. I'm Megan Danger, and this isn't even my final form. I <laughs> am so proud of us. For neither of us saying, I'm over 9,000! God, come we on, both, no. We were like, we can't be basic bitches on this. No, we're, we're both way too good at the internet and way too good at being horrible, filthy weebs to be that basic. <laughs> yeah. So, we are probably discussing the, the show that birthed more weebs than any other, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. I mean, for... Uh, People of a certain age, your gateway anime was going to be either Dragon Ball Z or Sailor Moon. Yeah, I forgot. I've actually never seen Sailor Moon, surprisingly. I know very, very little about yeah. Sailor Moon, but for most people, it was pretty much one or the other. I guess Pokemon was some kids. I don't think so. Anime? I think that was just too much like a normal cartoon because of how much they Americanized it. Would you like a jelly donut? <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. It was like so mainstreamized and also it was really just more of like supplementary material than anything else. Mm-hmm. So where did you begin on DBZ? Because for me, I was late. I think I was, I started at the end of the Cell Saga, meaning <laughs> that my primary Dragon Ball Z Saga was in fact Boo. Me, so, like, when I grew up and watched Dragon Ball Z Abridged, which we talked about, that's, that was when I finally got to see all the... Because, like, I knew who Frieza was, but I never really got... I thought I never knew Frieza was basically Goku's Joker. Like, I did not realize that's, <laughs> that is the uh, how powerful he was. I don't think I've ever heard Frieza referred to as Goku's Joker. That is so weird. I mean, it, like, it, he's the most commonly used villain from everything I've seen, but every villain had to get stronger. Like, every single villain had to be stronger. Like, that's the one thing that bugs me with the Cell Saga, and I understand they're trying to show how strong Future Trunks is, but the fact that Future Trunks is like, oh yeah, this villain that destroyed all of Namek and fucked you up for a while? Yeah! <laughs> 
<laughs> Get sorted, bitch! Yeah, that is just, like, really fucking funny, just as a moment of just, like, oh, Frieza? You mean Frieza? Pfft. Oh, he's dead now. Fuck him. Fuck you. Oh, his dad's here? I'ma fuck his dad. I'm drunk. <laughs> fuck his dad in front of your dad. <laughs> fuck your dad in front fuck of Fuck your you. dad in front of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon but I Ball can't Z. Tell him, I can't tell him he's my dad yet. <laughs> That's okay. Goku's gonna do it. Goku's gonna <laughs> do it in front of everyone. I remember that. I have visceral memories of that. So, which means I guess I could just I'll I'll, I'll just hop into that. So, yeah, you you were you were very late to the game. Um, I was there from the beginning, baby. <laughs> I have very vague memories of. The very end of Dragon Ball, of the original Dragon Ball, as a yeah. little kid. Um, I don't know Where if it did, was airing what, on Cartoon Network or something else. That's what I was going to ask. Like, was it? Because I, I remember Dragon Ball coming to Adult Swim being a big deal. Because they were like, well, we've shown Dragon Ball Z. Now you get to see where they came from. So I don't know where you could have seen it, if that was it. or It might not have been on Cartoon Network. Um, when yeah. I was pretty young, we had... Like, we had one of those, like, satellites that got, like, all these, like, random-ass, like, fucking channels back when you could just pick up all kinds of wild shit. Uh, So I don't think it was on Cartoon Network. I think it was on some kind of random-ass fucking channel. But, like, I remember that it was the very end of Dragon Ball where they were, like, fighting uh, Piccolo. It was, like, Baby Krillin and Baby Goku fighting Piccolo in, like, a a tournament or something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that fucked me up when I heard Piccolo was, like, a villain. I'm like, what do you mean? He's just, like, his his little weird mentor friend, his little green friend. And they're like, no. <laughs> no, friend. They've been through some shit. They have. That's why it was so significant uh, in the first Dragon Ball Z arc when they fight Raditz that they defeat him, that Piccolo has to uh, kill Goku, that he shoots a beam through Raditz and Goku and that he has this moment of like, hmm, I feel sort of conflicted about this, but also, fuck yeah, I get to shoot Goku through the heart. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, I did it. <laughs> but then that's why it's the thing of like, well, I guess I'll raise his kid while he's gone. <laughs> you know, for being the hero of this story, Goku dies a fucking lot. Like, Goku is constantly dying. One season, they're like, why don't we give Goku uh, th- space cancer? What? <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna be down and out for a while. Yeah, Goku sure does die a whole lot. It, but it's also, he, he doesn't mind, because it's very convenient for him. Yeah. It, it solves a lot of his problems, but, so- I, I get so much stronger <laughs> when I die, it's fucking dope. And it helps me avoid my wife, who I'm scared of. <laughs> But yeah, so um, so yeah, so I I watched it from the beginning. I think I was nine when it started airing on Toonami, which man, Toonami was the shit. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Whole whole imaging and whole packaging was like tight as fuck. Yeah. So and then all the way up through the end. That's that's the other thing. I was committed. (laughs) I was in it for the whole haul. Up in it, because uh, it ran from 1999 to 2003. So from the age of nine 
to like 13 or 14 and beyond because this I also, ex- this I also, also explains why I wasn't in it until because <laughs> I would have been a little baby during the fucking Frieza saga. I would have been like, what's this? Oh, see, my, my little brother was watching it with me, though. Oh, fuck. Yeah. With probably very little idea of what was happening, but we were watching it together. And yeah, even longer than that, really, because I did keep watching it through GT, which bad yeah mistake i I was around for a little bit of gt and then eventually was like nah i'm gonna go to sleep early so i can watch Yu Gi Oh tomorrow that was me i was like you know what i'm just gonna transfer over transfer all my weeb points into Yu Gi Oh now i did i did dip i did not stick around for the entirety of gt because it sucked so fucking bad do you did you keep track post gt though because like because i know dragon ball z that i know but, like, I'll play Xenoverse, and they'll be like, ah, yes, the Boo Saga ended. And now Goku got blue hair, and he's fighting the god of destruction. Fuck you, Frieza's gold now. Eat my ass. And I'm like, I don't know when none of this happened, but okay, it's cool. No, yeah, no. Uh, After I was, like, my, my post-teenage years, no, I have no fucking clue. Once I didn't make it through GT, that, that was the end of that, uh... Once I dipped, I dipped for good. But during that, like, what, six-year period? Yeah. A bitch went hard <laughs> in the paint for Dragon Ball Z. I, I can tell you, also, I owned, what, I think I had two uh, of the movies on VHS, one of which I know I got for my 12th birthday. <laughs> I had, the only one I owned was Lord Slug. That was the only one I ever saw as a kid. But I think I would have much preferred to see Broly because Broly kicks ass. He's just like, hey, what if a Saiyan was just a big, big, scary motherfucker? I had uh, Cooler's Revenge or like the Revenge of Cooler or the Return oh, of yeah. Cooler. I had something of Cooler and it had, oh God, it had like that fucking awful butt rock, that early yeah. that, like, 2001 <laughs> yeah. butt rock on it. <laughs> so fucking bad. Did you, have you watched the Dragon Ball Z abridged version of the Broly movie? Because it may be their magnum opus, and the only reason I'm okay, they're not making anything else. It's probably my favorite thing I they've ever done. I don't think so. I don't know. I probably will have to now after we finish recording, because I definitely watched, like, basically all of the Dragon Ball Z abridged, Mm -hmm. because it was so good. Because they did, they got like everything right. It yeah. was made by people who who were fucking weeb obsessed with Dragon Ball Z. Like th- I think my favorite quote, of which there are many from the Broly movie, is they finally land, and I I believe the plot of it is like there are a few Saiyans and they're trying to rebuild a new planet, if I remember correctly. And so when Trunks and Vegeta and everybody land, they're like, Saiyans, excellent, they're here. And then they all go, all hail Princess Trunks, because he's got the long hair. And then he goes, (laughs) Trunks just stands up and he goes, please do not call me Princess Trunks. And then Vegeta just screams, you must exclusively refer to her as Princess Trunks. <laughs> it's just it's a great way to revisit DBZ abridge is a great way to revisit the series because they're like they clearly fucking love it but also they're like Goku's a bad fucking anything like uh, we joked about him being a bad dad but no just anything 
other than a fighter, Goku is so shit at. Yeah, he's good at punching and literally nothing else. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Even when I... Even when I liked the show, even when I was obsessed with the show and watching it every goddamn afternoon, I never really cared for Goku. I, okay. I feel, like, I feel like the mom from Arrested Development. I never, ca- I never cared for Goku. <laughs> so that does lead into the question, who is your favorite Z fighter? Because I know mine because I'm a basic bitch. It's Vegeta. It's Vegeta. Of course it's fucking Vegeta. <laughs> He's got the coolest. It's Vegeta and then uh, Gohan coming back behind. Because Gohan has my favorite scene of any Z fighter. And it's the it's when he first goes Super Saiyan. Like that fucking scene where he's in the purple gi. It makes me want to go do push-ups. Like I'm like, yes! Let's go! And that was part of why I think... I, I got so into it is because I was also doing like I I was in karate from like age six to age oh, yeah. sixteen. So <laughs> this is like the like DBZ is the mm-hmm. ultimate and just like hey you like punching like I used to go work out like doing CrossFit at an MMA gym and the guy who trained us was an MMA trainer and like. He'd just be like, all right, we're just going to pop on some music, and then it would be Gohan's transformation music, <laughs> or like fucking um, Majin Vegeta's theme. He's like, let's fucking rip, let's go. Yeah, so I think that was part of it too, is my brother and I were, were children who would uh, repeatedly beat the shit out of each other, not in a violent way, but just in a like, we're small children who have been taught how to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And, yeah. This is just like, and this is fun. It's like, so it's like, hey, kids, do you like punching? Yes. <laughs> you want to watch a show all about people who shriek and punch each other? Fuck yeah. <laughs> you want to watch a guy steal all of Earth's energy <laughs> to make a giant ball for three fucking episodes and wing it at a guy? Yeah, I will wait an hour and a half to see that. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. Um,. Piccolo was my favorite. Nah, nah, Piccolo's too boring. Like, for me, Piccolo's just too... He's too... I I understand. He's got a little character, but he just didn't have enough character for me as a kid. Okay, see, here's my thing. I have a type. (laughs) (laughs) Emotionally distant green people. Yeah, emotionally distant green men. No, well, okay, because, like... So, I liked Vegeta, but I liked... Vegeta in the way that, like, you like a, a grouchy house cat. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of what Vegeta became after a while, was just a grouchy house cat. Which I think is a great, like, evolution. Like, like I think is a hilariously subversive evolution for the character, in all yeah. honesty. Like, you, you take this, this horrible, like, villain, this, you know badass this scary you know Kakarot I'm going to defeat you and I'm going to one day eclipse your power and I'm going to bathe in the blood of your friends and then I'm going to stand off to the side and cross my arms and wear a pink shirt and marry the girl who babysat you when you were a kid and grow a mustache and look sort of displeased with the whole situation (laughs) that fucking mustache (laughs) is the best shit (laughs) <laughs> Vegeta's mustache is phenomenal. Like I do love that the the evol- his character arc. Yeah, I think is one of the the most unexpected 
and and, and best fucking things in a in a stupid fucking fighting anime. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> the only person who has a weirder development, although I guess it is because he's being mind controlled, is Majin Buu. Because like I I'm gonna say it, like he I, he's equally my favorite villain and the worst villain out of all of them because like Frieza continues to be evil. Cell, I don't even know. I don't know why they haven't revisited Cell. Because, like, they've revisited Frieza numerous times, but never Cell. But Majin Buu... Well, because Cell... Cell didn't have a motivation. Like, Frieza had a character motivation. Yeah. Cell was just like, I'm a thing that was made to punch, which is why Goku was interested in him, because Goku's like, I'm kind of a thing that was made to punch, too. I'm going to let you achieve your max power level to see how good you can be at punching, because I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> Wait, I thought, was it him or Vegeta? Vegeta. I thought it was Vegeta who was like, get to your max power. Oh, maybe and then it I'm was a Vegeta. I'm a Super Saiyan up and fuck you down. God, I don't even remember anymore. Maybe but uh, it was. I don't but, fucking know. Yeah. They're, all, they're all fucking stupid. It's a fucking <laughs> But yeah, like, Boo was badass, and then you had Kid Boo, equally badass. Then you had, or wait, no, was it Majin Boo, Slim and Slender <laughs> Boo, and then Kid Boo, I think? Yeah, you, you, you had the Skinny Boo, you had... Fuck. What was, what was his name? Super Boo, I think, was the name because they are so bad at naming shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's such a bizarre little fucking thing that after Super Boo then becomes Kid Boo, then he's just kind of this fun guy who eats a lot of shit. Like that's kind of where he where he goes, and it makes me upset because like that was the villain I really grew up on. And he's a fun, goofy villain, but then he was just like, "No, nah, I'm good now. I'm just gonna eat a bunch of shit." Yeah, they were they were just kind of running out of shit at the end there. Yeah, where they were like, "Okay, what if there's a level of Super Saiyan beyond that of a Super <laughs> Saiyan?" Okay, what do we call it? Super Saiyan Two. <laughs> that all you got? Super Saiyan Two. two. <laughs> Like that, and then they were like, okay, what if there's like a, hold on, hear me out. What if there's like a Super Saiyan 3 and 4? <laughs> Fuck, okay, yeah, sure, we got nothing else to do. Okay, no way. What if they all uh, just did a cool dance, and then two characters became one? Which was my shit as a kid. The fusions were my shit. I loved it. Like, Gotenks, um, Gogeta, or... What was it? Because there were two. There was Gogeta and, like, Vegico. What was so the other one? stupid. <laughs> it was very stupid. And they look like weird little monkey boys. And then there was the level of Super Sagan where you just grew red fur. Oh, cause, yeah, cause where they were reasons. like, if, if you had a... T oh, Vegito. It's Vegito and Gogeta. Gogeta's the cool <laughs> one. <laughs> This <laughs> fucking dumbest show so in existence. <laughs> I loved it so much. Yeah. But yeah, so shit. Yeah, so I I couldn't like Vegeta as like my favorite character because he was just too fucking silly. Even yeah. as a kid. Like he was badass sometimes, but he was badass in such a like doofy way. 
Because even when he was being badass, he was getting his ass kicked. Yeah, that's the thing, because, like, didn't he... I can't remember if it was Boo or Cell that he literally sacrificed himself for. Like, he sacrificed his entire life to kill the big bad of the series. And then the big bad just comes back and Goku has to beat him. Which is kind of the the impetus of the whole series, which is, well, one character is going to have a lot of character growth. Kill the main bad guy. Oh, okay, so now the show's about them. No, 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 bad guy comes back and Goku has to kill them. Oh, okay, that's cool. I mean, that's that's pretty much almost all of them for every arc. Uh, because that also happened to Vegeta during the Frieza saga. I mean, that's like when he has his little, that's like his first big, like, heel turn. And he, like, thinks he's achieved Super Saiyan finally. That's right, he's like, right, I'm gonna yeah. kill you, Frieza! And Frieza's just like, <laughs> And he's just like, fuck! <laughs> I love that little psychopath just being like, I am the legendary <laughs> Super Saiyan! Meanwhile... It, it, I, I assume in the time you could have yeah, been like, your yeah, Vegeta's but... very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I assume during the time you're like, oh, okay, so yeah, he is a Super Saiyan. But me knowing what a Super Saiyan is supposed to look like, it's now just a doofy scene. <laughs> it is. Like, it's so dumb. And then, yeah, Goku. I mean, that's that's like every thing is, is character shows up, does a thing, dies, Goku shows up and kicks their ass. But yeah, so I liked Piccolo because... Piccolo didn't need to talk shit much because he, he just kind of did his thing. And whenever Goku would go off and do like dumb space shit or die, Piccolo would raise his kid. Yeah, <laughs> which he was already bad at when he was alive. <laughs> it's true. And I don't know, like the like gruff surrogate father figure is a character archetype that I have like a weird soft spot for. You're like, if it can be played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I'm into it. Oh my God, Piccolo played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> no, oh, nope. Mm, mm, mm. Them two cool no. little stocks peeping out the top of some salt and pepper hair. <laughs> oh God, no. Um, also, having watched the Dragon Ball Z live action movie, I can tell you that does not translate well to real life. God, that fucking flick. I'm so happy that I have not convinced myself. Why don't we just revisit it? Because, like, it is just, how do you fuck everything up that bad? How do you fuck everything up? up? So bad. I watched it, like, a couple months ago. I rewatched it. I'd watched it, uh, when it first came out, like, a couple... Months after it first came out, I think. Uh, yeah. I, I illegally downloaded it because obviously I'm not paying actual human money for that. But then uh, a few months ago, my brother revealed to me that he had never seen it. Oh, and I no. was like, whoa, what? No, we got to fix that. And so we did watch it and we were not sober because you, you can't be sober <laughs> and subject yourself to the, the American live action Dragon Ball Z film. And... He got mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) I would, too. Like, did you not prep him? (laughs) He knew. Okay. He knew. It's not like he thought he was going to be, like, watching an enjoyable, like, experience. But, like, I'm not even saying, like, mad, like, how how you got when you were, like, live texting me League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. (laughs) I I mean, like, actually, like, like. (laughs) Like, what the fuck did you just make me spend my time doing? (laughs) This this is like an hour and a half of my life. I'm never getting back. (laughs) Because just like, didn't Goku have a last name, which was Buck? 
or no, which one was it? Someone had a ridiculous last name, and I cannot remember which one it is. I don't. Some of them, one of them probably did. He he might have. It might have been like Goku Johnson or some shit like that. <laughs> what I remember, what I Goku remember more specifically Johnson. is the fact that the other kids at school bullied him. Right. <laughs> and they called him Geeko. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! You got it. You got it, dude. They're like fucking Geeko nerd. <laughs> oh, fuck. so fucking bad. The only thing that's good about it is that uh, Chow Yun Fat is Master Roshi. Yeah, and he belongs in in a, a potentially passable live action Dragon Ball Z adaptation. That's right. Her last name was McRoberts. Who? Chi Chi. Chi Chi's last name was McRoberts. <laughs> shitty things happening in one movie <laughs> oh god and yeah piccolo's played by the guy who plays spike in uh buffy the vampire slayer yeah and it's all prosthetics and it looks like fucking shit and he's on an evil airship for like 90 percent of the movie uh the whole movie has like a weird fucking bright orange filter over it at least we got to see the big big monkey we got to see Uzaro for you a few. Get to see. You get to see the big, big monkey. The only people who are Asian are uh, Chow Yun-Fat as Master Roshi, uh, Goku's grandpa, Gohan, who dies immediately. Yeah. Chi-Chi uh, McRoberts. <laughs> <laughs> and Yamcha, who's I, uh, I who's forgot a, Yamcha who's was in this. Who's I a, forgot who's it. He's a thief who traps people in a pit. <laughs> How do you fuck it up this much? Like, how do you fuck this up that much? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, well, any we last just, we thoughts did. about- we, we, just had to, we just had to drop that in there. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't not talk about the movie. Although that is basically- that is based off Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z. But I don't think you can make a movie live action based off Dragon Ball and it be good. Like, I would love someone to prove me wrong- but I just don't think you can. I don't think it's possible. No. Mm -hmm. But I do just remember in the early 2000s when they were trying to figure out how they were going to do a Dragon Ball Z movie because it was so popular and they would talk about all the different fan casts and they were all white and they were all so fucking bad and it just, uh. I mean, like, I don't mind... I, I mean, I do mind whitewashing in general, but, like, I understand, like, Goku is an alien, so, like, you can cast whoever the fuck you want for that. Like, it doesn't matter, but- You probably shouldn't cast an 18-year-old twink, though. <laughs> you really <laughs> fucking shouldn't. Andrew Garfield should not play Goku. <laughs> Like, you need a big, big jacked man. You need fucking Dwayne Johnson. Bring me in some Dwayne Johnson Goku energy. Yeah. And I'd, you, I'd you, you need some big fucking roided up dudes. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I always, anytime a live adaptation of shit like this happens, I'm always, what's weird are my requirements are very limited. I'm like, make sure uh, the fucking dragon looks cool. Make sure Goku looks cool. Make sure the Kamehameha looks... Like, that's all you have to do. 
And yet, in this one, key blasts are just like hand farts that shoot out and blast people with air. They don't do shit. Piccolo looks like any generic alien. But yeah. Um, also, I do want to bring this up. Because as the series goes on, it gets revealed more and more how shitty Frieza is at annihilating the Saiyan race. Because anytime they need a new villain, they're like, what if there's another Saiyan? Let's <laughs> pop, could pop in Bardock. Let's pop in whoever the fuck we want. What if there were more Saiyans? Saiyans have just fallen out of the fucking sky whenever it's convenient. Well, quite literally, in the uh, first arc of the series, they're falling out of the fucking sky. This is true. Oh, shit. Well, it's now time to fix Dragon Ball Z, unless you have anything else you'd like to say about it, because, like, I can go ad nauseum about Xenoverse, and that's about it, because that's the most Dragon Ball that I've gotten into in a while, but it is so fucking good. Xenoverse rules. (laughs) I mean, God, I don't know. I could go for so long about, like, how much, how funny it was that, like, Yamcha was just terrible. terrible things happen to him um every anime had one of those though everybody's got a yamcha i didn't even talk about fucking um tn and chao su and whatever the fuck their (laughs) weird relationship was we didn't even talk about them what was their deal what were they (laughs) (laughs) they were just a strange bald man and a weird little toy child and they were always together and i don't know like you know, because the Eng- English dubs do weird things. Like in Sailor Moon, you know, I don't know much about Sailor Moon, but like there were two girls who were gay and together in Sailor Moon. They were they were girlfriends. And in the English dub, they're like, no, they're cousins. <laughs> it's not weird. And it's like, no, that makes it much weirder. Thank you, America. You just, you made it so much fucking weirder by trying to ungay it. So I don't know if like, <laughs> I don't know if they made it more confusing, but... <laughs> I need to know what Tien and Chaosu were. I have looked it up, and one person has said, uh, are they a romantic couple? No, they're just heterosexual life partners. But my 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 favorite one so far is Tien is asexual and Chaosu is a zombie. <laughs> like, there's just so much. Like, we can talk about pervert Roshi. Yeah we, we, yeah, we didn't even talk about Master Roshi, the pervert man. But that's all that's all anime. There's always an old pervert man. I didn't think Bulma influenced my romantic choices that much until I did remember my wife has Bulma's exact haircut, and I went, oh no. Oops. <laughs> Oops, uh-oh. <laughs> oh no, and now I've got Super Saiyan Vegeta hair. It's just, it's down now, because I'm not using my key fart blasts to keep it up. Ah, you're not at your full power. Not at my full power! Alright, fix Dragon Ball Z. Do it. I believe in you. Alright, but first, I need everyone on Earth, I need all the (laughs) listeners, lend me your power. I need you all to lend me your energy. So that I can do the best fan fiction. So this isn't finished. Yeah. And I, I do have to say, um, I struggled with this significantly. Well, there's already just like really good DB. <laughs> this is the closest I have to Super Saiyan hair right now. <laughs> I don't think it works. 
Uh, but this is, this is just going to be the uh, the new thing now. Every every new episode of Fun Fiction, a new Scotty hairstyle. I had someone request my salt dance the other day. From uh, I gave her what episode? Oh yeah, fucking Hocus Pocus, and I was like, I don't even remember what the salt dance was. Oh, you did you did it like a I dream of genie dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why I was like, I gotta take a selfie of this hair in case. P- I'll just put it on Twitter when this episode goes up. But yeah, because uh, I, I gotta say, I feel uh, I feel a missed opportunity that we don't have a picture of the pigtails from Birds of Prey. But uh, one of my favorite fan fictions I'd ever heard about was a what if, and it was what if Vegeta came to Earth instead of Goku. Because, like, the whole plot of Dragon Ball is Goku keeps getting beaten down, but because of his Saiyan race, it keeps getting him stronger and stronger and stronger. So that way, when the Saiyans come to Earth, he can fight them. But Vegeta is already a Saiyan warrior. (laughs) So when he comes to Earth, he just fucks everybody up. And then when the Saiyan... Uh, race comes down, which would be Goku instead of Vegeta. Vegeta gets all kinds of fucked up because of it. And I'm like, this is brilliant. That's great. Yeah. He's also just a little rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just had a hard time because it's just not in my like mental wheelhouse, I guess, because it, it's not a show I watched for that kind of dynamic that I think about, like, yes, the fan fiction, the ideas, like, the possibilities. So even, like, putting myself back into the mindset of, like, yeah, an excited, like, 12-year-old. It becomes <laughs> just like, hey, who can I make them punch now? Who needs good punches now? Like, the cleverness of most of our fan fictions does not pair well with punch boy show it, it, it is more akin to when i was a five-year-old and wrote teenage mutant ninja turtles fight the snowman like that's, <laughs> that's what this is so yeah it took me a while to like nail down a concept that i liked so finally i did think of the one thing that has been true from age you know 10 to 31 which is man Goku sure is a shitty dad. Because <laughs> he is. Because that bugged me even when I was a little kid. Even watching it and being like, I sure do love watching these large men and aliens punch the shit out of each other. It did fucking bother me that Goku was a bad dad and that Gohan had to put up with that shit. Like, you were talking about Gohan's sweet purple gi. Like, that's a Namekian fucking gi. Yeah. That's surrogate dad's gear. He doesn't even wear his fucking real dad's gear. I'm sorry. Because he's being raised by green dad. I just now remembered one of my- I sound like such a fucking weeb. Jesus Christ. I just remembered one of my favorite fucking moments while playing Xenoverse, which is like there are alternate universe missions you can go on and you can recruit like Gohan, whoever you want to come fight. And like I was playing one of the early ones where you're fighting all of the Z-Warriors. And at one point, Gohan runs in, and he's just like, Dad will protect me, and I had chosen Goku for that mission, and Goku just ran in and started beating the shit out of Gohan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's on brand. (laughs) Dad, no! Dad! Dad, no! And then adult Gohan was such a little piss baby. That's the other thing about GT that sucked. 
Was was great say a man during GT because like that's something I still don't understand. I think it was it was near it was like either it would have had to have been the very end of Z or the very beginning of GT. I fucking hated that arc. <laughs> yeah, go on's a superhero now. Fuck you. Oh, <sighs> I don't know. I just know Gohan <laughs> wanted to be a superhero, and I'm yeah. like, okay, this took a turn. Go, a- Gohan wants to be a fucking Power Ranger. You were so much cooler <laughs> when you were a ten year old boy. You were eight year old Gohan. How have we not talked in every about? Way. How have we not talked about Hercule yet? Fuck. AKA okay, just yeah. me. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I can't start my fan fiction yet till we talk about Hercule. Shit. <laughs> I'm here to teach you kids how to do a good wrestle. I'm gonna beat Cell. <laughs> I'm gonna fight Cell. He's uh. He's supposed to be, like, inspired by Hulk Hogan, but he really is uh, just fucking Gilderoy Lockhart Dragon Ball Z style. Wow, that's the worst sentence ever. <laughs> He's better Gilderoy Lockhart. I, it's, just, it's just a bad Dragon Ball Z Gilderoy Lockhart. God. I, actually, now that I think about it, I wish Hercule was in, in Chamber of Secrets instead. I'm going to teach you kids to fence against the dark arts. Come on, elbow drop. (laughs) What's Voldemort going to do about these fists? What's Lord Voldemort going to do about these 26-inch pythons of mine? (laughs) (laughs) Your wand can't help you get out of this leg lock. <laughs> Mr. Hercule, Mr. Hercule, how would you defeat a dark wizard? I'd walk right up to him, punch him in the face, and then throw him off a bridge. Fuck you. You haven't taught us a spell all semester. I taught you the two most powerful spells in existence. Kick and punch. The only spells you need is left hook, right knee, punch to the jaw, kick to the dick. (laughs) Harry, Harry, I know you're going to go fight that dark lord soon. Let me give you a piece of advice. Aim between the uprights, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Fuck it, this is the fanfiction this yeah, week. No, this is the new fanfiction. Get him right, the green gods, Harry. <laughs> Pawn him in his golden snitch, see if he can cast a Vada Kedavra then, boy. <laughs> Okay, this is better than what I had written. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Whenever you are prepared, let's go into yours. Damn it. So, yeah, Goku, bad dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I had the idea that... What if we had actual consequences for that in oh, this universe? No. And Gohan, heroin <laughs> addict. No, not like that. Uh, <laughs> but we did have child protective services. <laughs> <laughs> so I envision a world where Goku is conveniently not around, whether he is oh, in space <laughs> or dead. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, he's one of those things at the moment. He's temporarily dead, or he's in space. 
And Child Protective Services does come, because they have noted that uh, Gohan is frequently either be being uh, fi fighting space beings or, yeah. or uh, yeah, just sort of not being parented. And so they want to take Gohan away. And Jesus. maybe... Well, this says a lot about Chi-Chi, though, because if Goku's well, dead, what's Chi-Chi doing? Now, don't get ahead of me now. <laughs> I got more lessons to give. <laughs> and so maybe Chi-Chi actually decides to let this happen. And not because she doesn't love Gohan, but that maybe she thinks that this is the best chance that Gohan might have for a normal life. Because we know that Chi-Chi hates it every time that Goku gets Gohan mixed up in yeah. one of these fucking, you know, escapades that she always <laughs> wants him to, like, go study and not get, you know, fucking uh, murdered by evil space gods uh, or I'm something so like that. I'm <laughs> sorry, that just it reminds me of my favorite abri abridged quote, which is right after Krillin gets the shit beat out of him, he just wakes up next to Gohan and he's dazed and he just goes, Gohan, you need to go home and do your homework or else Chi-Chi's gonna kick my ass and then just passes out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously she does not want to lose her son, but either Goku's always running off or dead <laughs> or running off with her son and in which point she never knows, like, maybe she's never going to see her son again yeah. because he might end up dead. So, you know, what... Shut up. So, like, what is... What's her options there? Your cat has a lot of fucking opinions really about does. Dragon Ball and Goku's parenting. It's just like, if, Go if Goku didn't do all of this, Gohan wouldn't have been ready to fight Cell. <laughs> Fuck you. Goku didn't know that. <laughs> he didn't have a plan in mind. And so she doesn't want to feel like she's abandoning her son. Oh my god, I you, swear to Christ. You sound it. like you're about to abandon your son. I am, I'm about, I'm about to. <laughs> so she doesn't want to feel like, you know, she's abandoning her son. But she's thinking... Maybe, honestly, this is this kid's best shot for living a normal life where evil space aliens aren't trying to murder him. And he could be raised by normal parents and not a green alien man who is trying his best, but also does not know the difference between raising a toddler and training for the fucking Iron Man competition. Yeah. So she lets child services take Gohan because she figures that he's going off to potentially a family that could take care of him as opposed to that she could be saying goodbye to him for the last time because he's going to die. So it doesn't feel great, but it's for the best. Then that's what she tells herself. Yeah. And one, one has to wonder how much time goes by before Goku potentially realizes his son is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't really have an answer to this question, but also what... Chi-Chi even tells him because you know he's not going to understand what Child Protective Services is. Just looks at her with that big, dumb puppy <laughs> stare like, what? <laughs> I was protecting the child. Yeah. I'm a service that protects the child. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, so Gohan is placed with a foster family in Tokyo, Japan. And although there are issues, like when they try to get him to take off his stanky-ass training gear and wear normal clothes, and he freaks out. Um, this is also in the timeline. This is when he's like around five. This is oh, okay. The, yeah, this would have been near near the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. So like that like, dumb that dumb hat. He got that dumb hat on. <laughs> yeah. Um they are very kind to him, including uh his new older foster sister, Usagi, who's in middle school. He misses his family, and also Krillin. But they do have a cat, which is kinda like Krillin. Also, Usagi has a whole bunch of friends who um have very fashionable color coordinated outfits, and they think he's adorable. And they keep trying to give him a haircut. I just Googled Asagi. Fuck you. Why would Fuck you do that? You. Why would you do that? It's not easy for Gohan. Obviously, life in the foster system could have been so much worse. And he got very lucky to end up with a family like the Tsukinos. But even if he is like five, it's not like he could just forget his mom and dad and his much more frequently present green dad. <laughs> <laughs> However, he soon becomes preoccupied with the fact that his foster sister is not what she appears to be. He notices Isagi talking to someone in her room when no one's around but the cat, and sneaking out in the middle of the night. He sees a strange glowing object sticking out of her backpack, and when he tried to touch it, she flipped out, and it was the one and only time that she yelled at him. I wonder what it is! <laughs> Fuck you. And then one day, she's supposed to pick him up from kindergarten, and... Uh, uh, some kind of evil monster attack. I don't fucking know about this anime. I don't. I don't know about Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, can we come back to the beginning of the episode when you were like, I don't know shit about <laughs> Sailor Moon. <laughs> Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, the monster attacks, and Gohan is rescued by Sailor Moon, or she tries to, but actually. The monster kicks her ass. Pretty severely. <laughs> and it's not looking good for, for old Sailor Moon. And she's kind of crumpled up on the pavement. And then it turns its attention toward little Gohan. And it's rearing up towards him like... Brrr. And what he doesn't quite yet realize is his foster sister is lying on the ground like, oh no, Gohan. <laughs> and it goes to sort of take a swipe towards him, and little Gohan is just like, oh no! <laughs> 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 and uh, he swipes that motherfucker off into the stratosphere. <laughs> yes. And so Sailor Moon... Slash Usagi gets up and run towards her foster brother, and they have a moment where they both look at each other and realize they might have some things to talk about. Fuck yes. <laughs> and that was kind of as far as I'd gotten it. Uh, yeah. Because I don't really know much about Sailor Moon, but also I just really love the idea of magical girl Gohan. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I want to see that transformation. He just puts on the purple Namekian gi. <laughs> I, I, I really like this idea of Gohan growing up normal, because I love this idea of, and I think I wrote this into a book once, this concept of like this OP overpowered being a la a Saiyan growing up, never utilizing their powers, and at some point, like, 
the powers start fighting back and they have to learn how to fight lest like their body be destroyed by all of that power not being able to control it so like i was like that'd be a fun way to take it but then you're like sailor fucking moon <laughs> yeah i just kind of like like a let's give gohan a support system yeah. <laughs> that's not necessarily tr constantly training him to like go kick someone's ass because even like characters who are around like piccolo and krillin and other people who like do support him and are present in his life are still constantly training him yeah. to kick other people's asses so i like the idea of him having a, a normal life like you said where he's not constantly being trained to go kick someone's ass and where he could just constantly be like spoiled and babied by sailor moon's like five middle school girlfriends <laughs> yeah was he as shitty of a dad to Goten as well? Because, like, I don't remember much about Goten outside of him being, like, BFFs with Trunks and Gotenks. But outside of that, I'm like, oh, there's another Goku now. That's all I know about him. Yeah, he basically comes out looking, like, exactly like Goku, which is already kind of weird. But I feel like he was much more present for Goten. Yeah, he wasn't dead. You know? Yeah, he wasn't dead nearly as much. I feel like he was around a lot more for Goten. Yeah. But then also, Goten also has the added benefit of Gohan. Oh, yeah. Who can just be like, hey, look, dad's not gonna be good. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm your new dad now. Now watch Uncle Trunks fuck this guy's dad in front of him. <laughs> oh, man. Well, mine, mine came from this idea of like, with such a big series like this it's shocking to me that you know outside of like gt and super which are just continuations of the story we never had a spin-off we never had a show focused on a different character it was always like very goku forward so i wanted to make my own dbz spin-off right now and it's not about who you would expect <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> um, firstly, I'm rewriting history. No longer does Frieza return to Earth and watch his dad get fucked in front of him by Trunks. <laughs> Instead, we just think Frieza's dead. We just think that Frieza died on Namek. But no, instead, he realizes there's something about that Goku. Oh, it has to be because he... he fucking destroyed all of planet Saiyan, the planet's Vegeta. Like, he's like, well, those Saiyans weren't anything compared to Goku. It must be something about Earth. So, in order to gain more power, he decides to move to Earth to learn how to interact with Earthlings and basically investigate... <laughs> What's going on? Was it Earth's yellow sun? Was it their food providing additional nutrients or perhaps the friendships they could provide? Oh my god. Now, of course, uh, Frieza does not want any of the Z-Warriors to know that he's arrived, so he lands his pod on the exact opposite side of Earth, which I believe DBZ takes place around Japan? Maybe? So I'm like, opposite sure. side... America, he lands in none other than good old Seattle, Washington. I, I couldn't help but notice how you hit that America. America. <laughs> so uh, Frieza's hanging out in Seattle, and basically he 
he don't fit in well at first because he looks at the human race as cockroaches, as vermin, as things that are meant to be ruled. And once he realizes, oh, I can't just like intimidate them through fear because he realizes if he does that, Goku gone here and Goku gone show up and he's your, not str- your, fr- your freeze is a little too close to Vegeta <laughs> actually my he, it, if I went full Frieza it would just be fucking the Joker it would just be like hello <laughs> so uh, because because he has to figure out a more clever way to rise up the ranks and lead these humans he he just tries to climb up in society he learns, he gets a fitted tuxedo. He goes to all of these local things looking really, really fancy. The only problem is he's missing something important. Oh, no. Money. He don't have money. You gotta be, have money to be upper class. And then another monkey wrench gets thrown into the plans when Cooler shows up at his front door. And now oh. these two bro- uh, brothers oh, decide to no. team up oh, and no, take on their biggest challenge ever purchasing an apartment and so over the next few like this is all backstory to the main show but over the next few weeks uh cooler and frieza decide to become psychiatrists they become god damn it i knew as soon as you fucking said seattle you son of a bitch just wait so cooler and frieza become psychiatrists and then one day they get into an argument because they both want to rule and obviously only one person could be at the top they're trying to see who can outwit one another and so cooler betrays frieza telling all of their psychiatrist friends that frieza does not have a legitimate degree when frieza's like well he doesn't have one either cooler's like actually i've been studying at the university of phoenix and he has his own degree (laughs) so now Disgraced and forced to live under the rule of Cooler, Frieza gives in and says he has to find a new job, which, fun fact, he gets as a late-night DJ at a local radio station. (laughs) And this works out amazingly for Frieza. So much. (laughs) Because he uses the power of his voice over the radio to manipulate the entire city of Seattle while simultaneously assisting them with their problems via his psychiatric call-in show that becomes- Are you out there, Seattle? I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) And so he becomes the talk of the town. People love this late-night call-in show. And, you know, after a while, Frieza and Cooler forgive each other. They're they're sorry for what they've done, and they enjoy their time. They forgive each other, and then one night there's a big radio, like, uh, uh, basically like the Emmys, but for radio happens. And Frieza's getting one of the biggest awards. But unfortunately, the party gets ruined. By the arrival of good old King Cold, who stumbles in drunk, absolutely ruining the party, making uncouth jokes, and just being a basic piece of white trash. And Frieza gets embarrassed as the duo get tossed to the bottom of the barrel once again. And unfortunately, afterwards, King Cold lets them know he needs a place to live. And he moves in with both of these upper-class children of his who are appalled by his trashy attitude. King Cold replaces all of their fancy living room wares with an old beat-up recliner and sneaks in a pet dog who keeps trash in the place. How can Frieza make his way back up in society and learn to dominate the humans when King Cold is constantly holding him back? Find out Thursdays on the WB with the debut of my new show, Freezier.
Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, death saucers and scrambled eggs. <laughs> you missed. You had a missed opportunity there for which like, Which one? I, I thought it would be something more like, oh, baby, I hear the balls are calling, <laughs> toss sayings and scrambled eggs. <laughs> but we had to keep scrambled eggs in there. You gotta well, keep scrambled eggs. I don't want to bring up the sayings. This is Frieza's story. <laughs> See, moves to Seattle. It becomes the DJ. <laughs> and oh. Maybe I seem a bit confused. But... Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, Megan, here's the thing: we we work so hard to get Kelsey Grammer into all of our fan fictions. I thought, why not put one of our fan fictions into something Kelsey Grammer did? Let's flip the script for once in a while. You could take the money playing out of fun fiction, but you, you can't take the the Kelsey Grammer out of. Dragon Ball Z. Z. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Got it in one. Well, oh, fuck. We got to do something next week. And actually, we've been getting some fan suggestions through the Twitter. So, mm, yeah, I... shit. There was one I was supposed to tell you also. Oh, no. Oh, God. There was one I just got that I'm actually pretty interested in. I don't. It's something where I don't like the show. But I love the concept behind it. So I think there's a lot of fire that we can use to make it good. And it is Doctor Who. Mm. That comes from, I believe, their name is Shyly on Twitter. So thank you for your suggestion. If you would like to submit suggestions, just fucking yell them at us. Slide in the DMs if you want. Do whatever you want. But yeah, shriek them directly into our face. <laughs> I'm about to message. I hope it is it Skyly, Shyly. Just look, look it up. Make sure. You well, no, because it's it. it's a fun, cool spelling of it that I don't know how to. Pre- <laughs> I'm gonna say it's Skyly. It's Skywalker on Twitter. I don't know if they want to be followed, but they're cool. They've submitted Doctor Who, and that is what we're gonna be doing next week. And we're just going to make a whole lot of, like, who should the doctor be jokes. Oh, yeah. That's Hercule. Like 90% of it. <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going to punch a Tyrannosaurus Rex right in its ball sack. I don't care. I don't know what these angel statues are, but I'm going to punch them apart with my fists. <laughs> I fucking tossed Marie Antoinette's head over the mountains. I yeeted that bitch. The only companions I need is righty and lefty. lefty. (laughs) (laughs) I deadlifted one of them pillars Samson broke down and then threw it at the devil. I should be in the Bible, not Samson. My name's Hercule. I saved Jesus from an army of 50 Romans. Then he was like, no, no, I have to do this for humanity. I was like, no, I've got you, fam. (laughs) Oh, but until then. Fuck the time stream. I'm Hercule. (laughs) Where can people find you on the fucking internet? (laughs) They can find me at ohnolitclass.com for all of their their podcast needs. <laughs> all of them. 
specifically ones about classic literature and ding dong jokes, but but all the rest too. Um, and and that's that's wherever podcasts are. But also, oh no, the classic. I I I don't know. I only want to talk about Hercule now. <laughs> and I guess, you know what? I'll, I'll probably be doing that also on Twitter at Meg underscore danger, which will now only be dedicated to tweets about Hercule. <laughs> so Hercule only Twitter from this point forward. I, I guess I also do other podcasts. <laughs> I don't really, I, I don't really talk about other ones. I don't know. It's, I, I can only think Hercule thoughts. If you go to at Meg underscore Danger on Twitter, you'll find links to all the other shit I do. It's there. You'll find it. It's it's It'll be fine. It's good. Um, what do you do on the fucking internet? <laughs> well, you can find me catching the bullet that killed JFK and throwing it back in <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald's nuts. <laughs> or you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S E O T T Y E M O. Check out all my other podcasts at loadedpurebs.com, including the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, which just recently started its second book, Sammy Magic and the Scary Snake Room. Damn it, I've already put. I have. Fuck shit! Yeah. I had the opportunity to write in Hercule, but I didn't. Damn but- it, Scotty, what the fuck? I'm going to go back in time and stop him from recording that episode. I'm going to get him. You have, a, you have a chance now. Retcon. Retcon. <laughs> Your voice changed. I know I'm powerful now. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> My ribs hurt. So <laughs> Thank you to Best Day for the music we use to tell you that the show is starting and also the show is ending. If you like it, then you can listen to more music that they do at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day or on Spotify and Apple Music by searching up Best Day. You think the Titanic hit an iceberg? It hit my left bicep. It went down in one. (laughs) Like all of my opponents do. If you're enjoying all this bullshittery, please consider donating to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash LoadedBS is how we keep the lights on around here. And you get access to exclusive content from all of our shows. We uh, do a show called You Paid For This, where we watch terrible movies and commentate over them. And whew, we may have just hit our magnum opus because we did watch Cats. And it is a fucking horror show. And you can get access to that and the BS Network Discord at patreon.com slash load of BS. It would mean the world if you did donate. Damn. I haven't <laughs> even watched that shit. <laughs> I went back in time and I put the buttholes back in cats. I fixed it for the American cinemas. <laughs> Director of Dragon Ball Evolution came to me and said, who should be Goku? You've worked with him the most. And I said he needed to be played by a good, strong, twink American. American, like it's a fucking subgenre of an American person. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
my ribs literally hurt. <laughs>